Well, it's very common to interpret this passage in a certain uh, in a certain way from preachers from the pulpit, and uh, I think I've heard Father Leoy do this interpretation on this. And I think I've probably done it myself as well. And I don't mean to exclude this interpretation. Uh, it's it's quite uh, profound. I think there's a lot to it. Usually, what the preacher says is Jesus's yoke is easy because you know a yoke pairs together two animals. And so we're, we're one of the animals, metaphorically, and Jesus is the other animal. So he's carrying it with us. He's, he's laboring with us. And that's why our burden is light because he, we're working together. He's our partner in this endeavor. And, uh, you know, as I said, I don't mean to exclude uh, that interpretation from this text. I think there's a lot to it. But, uh, you know, I think, um, probably more fundamentally, um, the, in the terms of the metaphor, we're called to be the beast of burden, and uh, Jesus is not one of the animals, but he's the he's the driver. He's the guy, uh, the farmer, basically uh, directing directing us. And I say that because the the broader uh, scriptural context and background for this is the Old Testament wisdom literature. And when you read the wisdom literature, uh, the Book of Wisdom, chapter seven, Proverbs, chapter eight. And uh, Sirach, chapter 51, you have uh, wisdom is uh, a female figure. She's a teacher, and uh, she is basically instructing, especially in Sirach 51. She's saying, come into my school. And so it's a school context. And the teacher puts a yoke of discipline on the student and forces the student to memorize things and uh you know, decline verbs and recite uh, dates of history, uh, historical events and whatnot. You know, there's a kind of a, a yoke and a, a, a manacles and things that bind us are, are used as images and metaphors in all this wisdom literature. And Jesus, if you look in the context in the gospel, you kind of step out. Jesus says just previously, wisdom is justified by her children. Um, and he's saying, come and learn uh, learn from me. So Jesus is presenting himself here as that wisdom, as wisdom, as a teacher. And he uh, is putting a, a yoke upon us of discipline, uh, like a student, or like a teacher would place upon a student. And um, so what our Lord is asking us to do is come into his school and to spend time uh, with him, disciplined time listening from to him and receiving from him instruction school uh it takes time it's amazing if you think about it we have in our current setup students spend a good 15 years of their life sometimes 20 sometimes 25 <laughs> in school learning so it's a huge portion it takes up the majority of their day they do it usually instead of work and that's how much dedication and time school takes. And that's what our Lord is asking uh, of us in this passage. Come before him, listen to him, be disciplined, accept his discipline, uh, accept him as a teacher, spend time in his school. That takes, uh, that, that has to do with meditation. That has to do with listening to the word of God. That has to do with approaching him as a teacher and listening to his words in the Gospels. 
It's a beautiful thing. I'm always really encouraged by all of us here this morning. I, I come in and usually half of you or more are here already a half an hour before we start Mass. And you're, you're in the school of wisdom and you're taking time to listen to the Master in prayer and in meditation. I encourage you to continue to do that uh, and to take it as a time for silence, for sacred silence, because if you're chatting with each other, uh, you're not listening to Jesus. Uh, but it's a beautiful opportunity. I encourage you to take advantage of that. Listen to the Lord. The teacher is here. He's over there. And, uh, and he's speaking to us. So open our ears. Now, today we commemorate the, uh, the memorial of uh, St. Juan Diego. And uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful, beautiful saint. Our Lady appeared to him uh, near Mexico City on a hillside, and I think most of us are familiar with the story of the, the tilma and the roses, and uh, it's, a very, it's a very touching and charming story. I like the fact that uh, Juan Diego, he's this kind of unlearned, uneducated guy. He, he doesn't, he's, he's a native Indian, he's a peasant, he's a simple man, and, um, and so he goes to this bishop to try to convince him that Mary has appeared to him, and the bishop is very patronizing. The bishop is this learned man who probably spent his entire life in school studying in, in the universities in, in Europe. And so he's kind of like, okay, that, that's, okay, sure, sure. And he, you know, he kind of patronizes Juan Diego, but then the miracle takes place. And uh, the truth of the matter is seeing that, that this, this Juan Diego is, is speaking the truth. And there's a wisdom that's given to him. Uh, you know, he is one of the... Um, you know, Jesus says right before this passage here in our gospel, says, Father, I thank you that you have uh, hidden these things from the wise and the learned and you've revealed them to the simple. And Juan Diego was one of those. But he had true wisdom because he, he spent time with Jesus. And then after, um, you know, the miracle was accepted and uh, the request of Our Lady was followed and a, a shrine to her was set up and built he spent 17, Juan Diego spent, he built a little hermitage right next to the Marian shrine. And uh, he spent 17 years uh, doing nothing but uh, praying and spending time with Our Lady and also receiving pilgrims that would come to the shrine. So Juan Diego spent the last 17 years of his life in that school of wisdom with Jesus and uh, with Mary. He, so he's a great example for us here. Uh, let us, along with him, um, spend time in that school of wisdom through prayer and meditation and, and spending silent time with Jesus.